Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, it has been a hot minute since we last recorded. Uh, it has been literally hot, almost a almost a month. June 9th, unfortunately. Fortunately, unfortunately, we had a lot. We've had a lot personally going on. It's hot in um, Wisconsin, so we were enjoying the weather. If anybody was wondering. We would love to do this podcast every single week. We'd love to do this podcast multiple times a week. Yeah. If we didn't have jobs, if we didn't have families, right. if we didn't have kids, if we didn't have to go to the bathroom. Right. I think there's a lot of things that are getting in the way of us not doing this podcast more often. That being said, for those of you who are listening and still continue to listen, we appreciate it. Yeah. And we hope Thanks that for you know, on. we're having have you're having just as much fun as we are, you know, making it and just kind of Sitting here BSing about because we started stuff doing this fun, just to make so. sure that we didn't stop hanging out because you know you you left the company we met at and now I'm not even there anymore so we just want to make sure we stay friends and yeah and and oh yeah we get to talk about the, the geeky stuff that yeah we the fun about. fun stuff that we we'll be talking about and anyways. hopefully there's four or five people that listen on a regular basis <laughs> hi mom um, no, it's, <laughs> not even, it's not even my mom <laughs> <laughs> hi dad no no still. Brother? No. My wife? Yeah, my my wife? No, try. it's not even my wife. Okay. Um, hey, Alex. Alex? I think Alex listens. I'm like, yeah, we've got a few loyal yeah. friends at least. So, anyways. Um, so, today we're going to be discussing... Uh, this is We're going to split it up kind of like we've done before. I mean, we've got plenty of those, um, you know, part one, part two type episodes. And, we, you know, I think we even got a couple out there that are lingering still, like The Mandalorian... And um, we want to obviously do a, sh- a shorty on uh, the Kenobi series. And there's a couple other ones that are kind of lingering out there. And... So, the, oh, yeah, the timing. Yeah, Miss Marvel, uh, Thor, London, Love and Thunder. Yeah, we um, seen yet. There's just a ton of different things that kind of been out there. And we obviously we can't keep up with all of the new content that's coming out. But the idea behind this when we decided to do this episode was, hey, this new Jurassic World movie's coming out. It's kind of like the ending of an era. You know, we should probably cover Jurassic Park first, get through those three movies, and then maybe we cover the next three of the Jurassic World movies and see that new movie. So that was kind of the, the logic. That being said, we could have done Jurassic Park anytime. I mean, such these movies are iconic and classic, and they could have we could have done them at any time. And having so. said that, I, I, we did, partially we did this because I had only seen the first one of all the movies. Oh, really? Okay. As many yeah, movies right. and, and series as we, you know, we're geeks and we love this stuff. My lazy ass hadn't seen. Well, don't worry. There's a laundry list of ones that oh, I right. haven't there's seen. There's so, so many movies. I mean, I mean, there's Marvel movies we still have to go and check out, but I hadn't seen two and three, much less the, the world movies. And they're, they're awesome. I don't yeah. know why I never did. I just, I just yep. after the first one, I loved the first one, but it was so far separated from the second one, in my opinion, that I just, I just went, eh. Well, and it also depends on what period it time they came out right so like for me i think these movies came out when i was younger and like this was like the dinosaur right. movies, you know so depending That's... on where what time you know if you were in college or high school or whatever i mean really the first one and you just kind of get into it right away after we're gonna do some in the news but the first one came out in 1993 i was three years old i was you know that movie came out it was right around the time of vhs and you know movies on tv and everything else like I think that the copy that we had was a recording that was right. on cable. So but it's totally that right. type of, you know, I was I was three when it came out. So, like, even if I was five or six when the next one came out, and then I think the, was it 99 that, that Lost World yeah. came out? Right. So I was nine, you know. So it's like that type of, you know, 
kind of it played into you know my age group. And so there was speak, a big so. gap between their first two, like yeah, you said. Yeah. But th- I mean, that's exactly how my Star Star Wars life, you know, originated. I was real young when the first right. one came out, but it was part of my life from then on. You know. Yeah, and but, it's it's a part of the culture too. You right. Know? Yeah, and, and you're wearing a shirt right now that says Jurassic Park. For we'll, God's sake. I mean, we'll we'll get in. I've got toys at, at Jurassic Park toys. Right. So, As um, always. So, and we'll get into it, but this was a big deal when it came out. It really was one of the first summer blockbusters. It was like... How many dinosaur movies were there before that? Well, that's the thing. That combined with... It's Steven Spielberg. It's really good special effects. Nobody ever really had had done... I mean, it was very revolutionary in the way that that they produced it, the way that they, you know, mixed their, um, you know, practical effects with their special effects and all that. So... Anyways, before we get too far I, into that, I was in my second year of college, so you're right. Yeah. that's why I wasn't watching in it. what year? In '93. Okay, when the so first you, one came out, I watched it. But after that, I was just becoming it, established as a human being and all that stuff. And know? I'm sure if you didn't give two rats butts right. about dinosaurs, you were going to see that because it was a big deal. Like it was right. something that, like, even you know, when Batman came out, you know. Even if you didn't care about Batman, you were going to go see it. The the People were in the line. Yeah, Batman 1980. Star Wars was the same way. It was this huge hit. Even if you didn't care about sci-fi, you didn't whatever. So I think that this is that same situation. And it towed that line because I think science fiction in a a certain respect has always been fairly popular, you know, in and out of the zeitgeist of, of, you know, American culture. But when it comes to this movie in particular – it combines that, like, compelling story with, you know, sci-fi, with, like, real things. And it, it all kind of came together in a way that it it didn't even... It wasn't even as, like, geeky as, no. like, a Star Wars or right. Star Trek. Because that's both, based on stuff that isn't necessarily real. Right. Dinosaurs were real, and people are fascinated by It's it. like a sub-genre of sci-fi. And the way say. they explained so. it with the amber having DNA and stuff, it, it mm. was somewhat believable. Like, yeah, crap, you could at could least be, be like, okay, that yeah, yeah. That, that makes sense. I bought it, yeah. So, all right. But before we get any further, because we definitely want to talk a little bit more about, you know, obviously the first movie and then uh, talk about uh, the next two movies. So we're going to be covering Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park The Lost World, and then Jurassic Park 3. Um, before we get into that, we've got a couple, I mean, like I said, it's been, it's been almost Almost two two months. months, So we've got a couple, you know, a lot of different things as far as in the news. And if you're not a part of our Monty and Mickey Facebook plays page, please go on Facebook, search for us, Monty and Mickey, uh, Monty and Mickey podcast or Monty and Mickey. Um, also I don't mention it enough, but go ahead and email us if you have any questions or comments or, Hey, you know, even if you think we you know, suck, let us know. We'll hey, Mickey, your voice. I listen to it every night before I go to bed, and it, it is soothing, and it, it cures my arthritis. So not where I and wait, where am I going with this? Um, anyways, Monty, kill myself. Monty and Mickey at gmail dot com. M o n t y m i c k e y at gmail dot com. Uh, feel free to email us, like I said, anything. And like us um, and review us. You know, stuff you want to send us a picture of your hangnail. I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's got to be better than whoever hacked the email account and now is using it for some Chinese Venmo. <laughs> so, anyways, that's not a joke. I'm being we're, serious. We're still but, out there, though. Um, so somebody found at least I have to check the email every once in a while. So, anyways, <laughs> um, but be, before we go any further, let's. Uh, Mickey's got some some in the news 
uh, some some things that have been uh, announced since our last podcast. <laughs> the last two months, yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, we'll start with Game of Thrones, Jon Snow sequel series in development on HBO. Which is obviously, Probably you know, shows. people people like that. The the new one, House of the Dragon, that's coming out soon, very soon. Um, which is a prequel series to the original Game of Thrones. And Mickey, I know you never you never got into that one. I didn't right? have HBO, so and yeah. I would have liked that show, but I haven't given it a chance. I'm not sure I want to. It's 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 uh you gotta be dedicated you gotta, to yeah it. there's a there's a lot to it so right. anyway but it's good regardless but so i mean what what more about that show do you think how is that going to evolve i just the there's so seen? many i mean you could have so many different like kind of like the star wars universe you can have so many different side stories and there's a whole lore of what happened and they talk about it in the original series how they got to the point where they got so you know, there's that there's, many characters that they could expand. Oh my like god! Like The Walking Dead, they can. Expand well, not even the same. They're getting like brand new characters in this. Like oh. the par- the parents, grandparents of the characters who were in the original series. Oh really? They're going to be in this one. So the none, none of the this the Jon Snow one that one will be you know some of the same characters. Right. But this one that's just that's coming out soon. That one's going to be like distant relatives. Generations before, but so the like The Walking one. Dead. Did you know there's another episode series of that called um, Fear the Walking Dead? And then there's no, but there's uh, another one I saw that's coming out in August that starts in August. Something like The Walking Dead World Beyond. No, that one's already done. That came as <laughs> guest. No, there's another one like it's individual stories. I Rick's a badass. They actually showed him in the preview, but it, no, it was something like just. I'm gonna butcher the name, but it was like zombie stories, or just, it made it sound like it was individual stories, like oh. all different angles. Like it's not just gonna be dedicated to one cast okay. or whatever. So it'd be like kind of like what they did with American Horror Story. Yes, episode right, its own. exactly okay. like that. Okay. It seemed interesting, but I'm like, am I gonna devote myself to that? that too? And again, and I and I know you know obviously we're covering all this and we we enjoy it, but, but it's there's like so much there's to cover. there's a lot like even with the Marvel universe where it is kind of getting. It's getting a little, um, a little exhausting. I think there's going to be there's going to be like a there's going to be a a, I think a point that's like you're not going to be able like it's there's going to be a fatigue that just in general. Well, and that's what comes with it. That's what happens to all of us. So they they got to keep doing what they're doing to try to mix it up. But anyways, and they're going to milk it as long as they can. So speaking of that. Chris Hemsworth, and, you know, I'm a huge Deadpool fan. Chris Hemsworth is in Deadpool 3. That's an exclusive that we saw, so. Who, what character is he going to play? I, I can't imagine. Um, maybe some he's gonna, girlfriend. He's going to be he's gonna be really skinny weakling Thor from a different multiverse. Or Fat Thor. Or Fat I, Thor from I a think multiverse. it'll be Deadpool's girlfriend. I can see it. <laughs> like He's a pretty man. Like, is he going to dress up, or is he just going to straight up just, like, pretend like just he's... Just wear what he wears okay. normally? Yeah, right. <laughs> he is a pretty man. I mean, yeah, right. Just well, get rid of the facial hair, maybe. If he had to have a girlfriend, I mean... Yeah. In, well, the, in the Marvel Universe. That's a perfect transition. Margot Robbie and Final Thoughts for Major Marvel role. Of course. Like I said before, I feel, like, I feel like it's almost like some of these social media influencers now, like where it's like, like if you're a star, you have to be on their Oh, the biggest names are going to have to have an appearance. Yeah, you, you kind of have to. Like, it's like going on, the better better example would be like going on Saturday Night Live or uh, Tonight Show. Like, right. if you're a big celebrity, you've been on the Tonight Show. You if know, you're, you're a big made. celebrity, you've hosted SNL. You've been so, made, right. That's, I that's think that that's kind of be, yeah, it's, it's going to be like a, 
a notch. status symbol. Right. Yeah, a notch. Like, a notch you're a part of the country club type yep. of deal. Yeah, so. if, you're, if you're really that big, you have to be in this. That being said, um, if uh, any Marvel uh, movies are looking to cast a uh, awkward dad who's um, <laughs> slightly uh, anxious and Thanks, has dude. to... You know, oh, you're not be, talking oh, about me? Oh, I'm sorry. No. Um, I thought you were talking I, I would be perfect for the role. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and, and put it out there right now. Or just, you know, the guy that gets sliced in half by the alien. I don't I don't really care. Since you went in that direction, if Margot Robbie is looking for a love partner. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, you're married. I assumed that, that, was, that was assumed that you would... Yeah. yeah. I, I'd be Deadpool's girlfriend. I'd cut off my arms to be her boyfriend. And I'd be, I'd be Deadpool's girlfriend then. <laughs> Be, I mean, it's, I between, it's, be me, it's between me and Chris Hemsworth. So I would love that movie even more if you were Deadpool's girlfriend, because <laughs> I'd have ties to it, and maybe I could be on set. Well, yeah, I'm making it awkward. Okay, so speaking of big stars having made it, Marvel's Haley Steinfeld returning in multiple multiple MCU projects. I love. I I, mean, I love her. So uh, awesome. Okay, first of all. She's an attractive woman. She's like mid twenties, early twenties, right? I see her as a kid, though. Uh, well, yeah, and, and and I guess from a completely platonic situation, she is a terrific. And I said this about her when she was in, because um, she was on Edge of Seven in Edge of Seventeen. She's been in a, and she's a singer. Like yeah. she's very talented. That's how she you know. So I guess Haley Steinfeld is is a terrific, not in in a completely non platonic or in a platonic way. She is a very very good actress. I think that right. she's one of those like super talented. Like she's going. We're going to look back and be like, this was the start of like some very very pl- prolific career. Right. So, and I mean, she's already done. she's funny. She's got comedic timing. She's got delivery. She's, yeah. she's she's good at like convincing me that she's like in distress and like having you know like it's just she's got I and don't she's, know, she's already good. done some really big things to say right. that her career is already. She's already been launched, but then for some reason on Facebook likes to send me all these pictures of women taking pictures of themselves and hot <laughs> celebrities and pick and I guess it's because I keep looking at it's them the algorithm. Keep, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, they figured me out. Gee, that was shocking. But she, they're listening. <laughs> Next episode, we talk about Edward Snowden. <laughs> on that note, thanks. Uh, big and the, keep and the, the NSA, the NSA has got a big thick file on both of us. Anyways, exactly. But she looks good in a bikini, is my point. Oh. Okay, well. moving on, awkwardly. <laughs> Daredevil Born Again is mm. on its way. That, that's the next Yeah, so movie. Matt Murdock is coming back. That was kind of like a little introduction in uh, No Way Home, but he is coming back as Daredevil, which yeah. is like, insane. Right, so. and that's that's kind of what we saw. I guess that's how I'll end it, too, because, I mean, Daredevil's going to be a big part of the MCU, I think. Just like he, Fantastic Four, there's going to be a movie coming out yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, she Hulk, we didn't even talk about the She Hulk. Yeah, that's coming out. You know, that's next coming. Month. You know, there's, there's so many just like, again, we're trying to keep up with it, and that's why we had the Monty and Mickey Facebook page. Because as I see those things, Mickey, or as Mickey and I see those things, we right. try to get those out. And it's almost like a bookmark or a placeholder, but also just to be like, oh, yeah, that's happening. Because, I mean, we didn't even talk about all, like, they announced phase five and phase six movies. At um, San Diego Comic Con this past weekend, six more MCU release dates, including Phase Seven. I mean, they're talking about it's not even a rumor anymore. It's like Secret Avengers, Secret Wars, uh, Young right. Avengers, Avengers, yeah, be, uh, Thundercats. You know, there's no so names. you know, so it's like it's not even like a hey, what's going to happen? Like, there's definite plans to keep moving forward. Well, because they they were afraid that that it might end 
after Phase 6, but this is proof that it's going to continue, yeah. whether it's the Avengers or who knows. And I like that they split them out now, too, where you can tell, like, this one's going to be a Disney Plus series, this one's going to be a movie. Like, in their timelines that they put up on the screen right. at San Diego Comic-Con, they're like, they put a little Disney Plus, you know, underneath it or they whatever give you with enough the, the date. Because yeah. they're not giving you much, but they're at least telling you where Echo, you can find it. That random character from uh, Hawkeye, she's going to have her own spinoff well, series. Right. I mean, I and then and then what I was getting at though is Matt Murdock, Deadpool or Deadpool, Dead, Daredevil. Daredevil. He's going to be in the new She-Hulk, which makes sense. She's a lawyer. He's right. a lawyer right. um, in New York City that defends people who are special. Um, that <laughs> came out really weird. I don't like know. Like your where grandpa? Was, yeah. Like my grandpa. Special. Yeah, he's from New York. Oh, is he? Oh no no no! I meant like superheroes. Oh, I mean same yeah, thing. When you but... said special. I'm like no 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 no. I, no, I figured no. it wasn't derogatory. Like my mouth would have made it, but no, uh, I'm I'm saying like soup. Yeah, superhuman abilities. Soups like yes, the boys. The boys. It's actually you got to watch it. Show. It's amazing. I started. I started watching. You did. Movie. Yeah, it it's crap. Watch the first episode. Yeah. I, yes. I, very... I, I don't know if I warned you about that or not because it's. Oh, I knew. Yeah, I knew. yeah. I yeah. You said that. There's a lot of naked man butt, especially, but <laughs> there, there's. There's I don't know lot. why. There's all this naked van butt that I mean, Facebook keeps giving. It's crazy. <laughs> I, and it, I don't even click on it anymore, and it just pops up, and it's and now naked man butt. So now literally Chris Evans, is that you? Hemsworth? <laughs> and it's, it's. I mean, that show is amazing. It's a totally different spin on superheroes, but there's a very strong sexual content going on. Yeah, it's definitely and, not for kids. Yeah, but it's not so... The intent is there, but it's not so over the top as far as visually that you're gonna just. But your your mind's gonna take you there. They don't necessarily show it, yeah. But they show enough to make you go, "Oh my god, what am I watching?" Yeah. So I mean, it's it's a fine line that they dance on. So, I mean, when they, I love the show. Yeah, it's it's, it's amazing. It's been it's so far what I've seen. It's been pretty pretty interesting. And I I'm I'm almost done with season three, and I just started a few weeks ago. Okay, and that's the newest season, right? Yeah, I, I have one episode left, and there's that's twenty four episodes. I've blown off 24 episodes? No, no, I mean total. Oh, Eight oh, episodes oh, a season. So, oh, it's like... Which, yeah, oh. I mean, that's reasonable. Eight episodes a season, because that's how it's done now, as opposed to 24 a season like it used to be. But yeah. I, I blew right through it, because I've blown off so many other shows to do it, because right. I'm that addicted to it. Well, and and, I, and again, it's one of those that I've heard a lot of people say that it's a, it's a good show, so... And a weird yeah. fact that I figured out, Stranger Things, one of the biggest shows streaming... Mm-hmm. And the boys, one of the biggest shows streaming. Paul Reiser was in Mad About You, and I don't think I ever saw him again. Now he's in both. He's in both of these huge shows. Paul Reiser. You're not going to see him till season three. Sorry, oh. spoiler alert. But who, who he was in he Stranger play? Things. He's who one of the, He's friends with the Doctor, or he's. Oh. You didn't okay. even recognize him. That's how different he looks. Yeah. Okay. He's the hmm. one who helps Eleven when the Doctor's. When her oh, yeah. pissing her off, he's yeah. the guy who's like trying to help her. Basically, okay, yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just okay. looks like an old man. Now. Yeah, you probably don't even remember Mad About You. <clears throat> I mean, I I remember it, but I never really watched you were a it. Kid, so, yeah. yeah, right. So damn kids. Anyways, let's. Oh, is that a tangent? <laughs> let's let's get into the the meat of the episode, um, meat eater of the episode. <laughs> um, so we've got. Three movies, and arguably, again, like it usually happens, the first movie was, I think, in most everybody's opinion, the best. Right. Were the other two entertaining? Absolutely. Would I watch the two and three again? Absolutely. But, that being said, I think that 
it was, you know, first of all, just putting yourself in 1993 and the, the content and the, the, you know, what it was, you have such a revolutionary movie that came out. And I think that's what made it so good was just how they were able to pull together and really make, I think, in my opinion, one of the best, you know, like there's, there's good movies. And I would say that I have other movies that are my favorite movies, but this movie really just pulls together so many elements from a storytelling standpoint. I mean, yeah, the actors and actresses were great. There's iconic lines, you know, clever girl or, you know, uh, they uh, find a way. Life uh, right. finds what you know. I all these things. Be on the tour. Yeah. yeah. So all these like really iconic lines. All these really you know actors and actresses that end up you know becoming big actors Huge and actors. Names, right. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, from a storytelling standpoint, from a plot, and like the way they go about it, it's just really well put together. I believe. Steven Spielberg is the, <laughs> the namesake for all these, but it's and it was a pioneer type of movie, is what you're saying. Yeah. Like Jaws, right? Close Encounters of Third Kind. It, I mean, it, it was it was material that had been meddled with, you know, like right. but not to this degree where this is the first time something yeah. this big was like Jaws. You never seen a shark attacking everybody. Close Encounters of Third Time. You never seen or Third Kind. You never seen alien contact like that as much and mm. Steven Spielberg I believe is linked to all those he probably is I, mean, so I, I know for sure obviously. when it comes to these subject matter that's amazing you know? and I think obviously and we both said obviously like seconds after yeah, each other obviously 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 yeah obviously um, you know and, and I and I don't know if we've mentioned this before but Steven Spielberg and George Lucas you know were good friends and they right. worked together on, on different projects and, and Not whatnot. Just Star Wars, right? and um when you know, we, we've got a situation where George Lucas and Steven Spielberg were playing off of each other somewhat, learning from each other. So that all being said, from a practical effects standpoint, Steven Spielberg obviously hit it out of the park with Jaws, saw what was going on with um, Star Wars, was able to figure out that fine line between what scenes do we do as CGI that we just can't recreate from a practical effects standpoint? What scenes do we do from practical effects that are going to look really amazing from a far off shot that with the you know people in the foreground, all that kind of stuff? So one of the things that I wanted to talk about though, and most people talk about during you know a podcast about Jurassic Park or if you look up anything about Jurassic Park, that uh, T-Rex in the scene where, and, and we're going to bounce around a little bit. But that scene in the first Jurassic Park where they come, you know, it comes down and sticks its head through the windshield or the, the moon roof or whatever. I got the willies just thinking about that scene. He, it was a practical effects. Really? Uh, it, it was a, a prop. It was a, it it was a puppet. Computer generated. So they had a head and a neck of a full-size T-Rex huh. on set. Yeah. So think about this for a second. You're, you know, one of these actors, actresses, and you're walking around the set, <laughs> and they've got a giant T-Rex, head. and you're trying, you're like, okay, we're getting ready for the next scene, blah, 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 and whoever's standing there, and okay, the T-Rex is going to turn its head at you, or the T-Rex is going to be standing there, and you're standing there, and it's, you know, they got the fake rain coming and all this stuff, and this is all, like, animatronic, like, robot stuff, right? And, and I mean, 
the, I mean, they, look at the, what the detail they had in the, the eye dilating, oh, you know, right. all that kind of stuff. And all of a sudden you're standing there and the thing just wigs out on you and goes, right. That happened. It shorted out during filming. Like it like would do that on a regular it basis. Would, it would like, gonna be- it would like jerk, like short circuit, like. Because they had all this wet and they were trying Basically to keep... Can, it's so, mine. It, like, like, it oh would just God. jerk on you. So, that... That's you're going to be eating while you're... That, that's saying. one of my favorite antidotes from the first movie. But the other thing is, is that scene where it comes through... Like, it comes through the roof of the car, of the... Of the it's a Ford Explorer. Right. We have to address that it's a Ford Explorer and a Jeep. The, those are pretty this episode, iconic. This episode is brought to you by, by Ford. Ford. Yeah. Anyways, I don't remember um, the logo, so we screwed that um, up or the slogan. Bold, be driven. I don't know. Um, like a rock. Sorry, okay, that's, <laughs> that's Chevy. Is it? That's the old Chevy Jesus. one. Silverado. I guess that's why we don't get sponsors. Um, but what I was gonna say is those two cars, that that Jeep and that that Explorer, I would say like up there with like the Batmobile and the DeLorean. Like there's some of iconic right. movie, you know, um, vehicles. Uh, vehicles. Yeah. But what I was gonna say is that scene where he comes through and it actually cracks the window that wasn't planned like it oh, wasn't really? planned for them to have that window crack down the middle it was an accident. so the kids when that happened they were literally <laughs> shitting their pants what? and screaming when that when that scene when they filmed that scene because they were not expecting this life-size puppet head to come through and then crack the window on top of them so, as they're putting their hands up to brace themselves. It was an accident? Or Spielberg is that good of a director? He's oh. like, I want genuine reaction. <laughs> no, I think it was an accident. Because I do believe that they, sometimes they, they don't mm-hmm. tell the actors what's going to happen yes, because yeah. they want genuine response. I, but I, yeah. sometimes it just works out because I'm just so good, shit just happens for me. If you're Steven Spielberg, I guess... Yeah, You've proven yourself. Maybe that's just how life works. And and maybe I don't know. It, it, I, how do you plan that? To Especially like, you know, children. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, I know they're professional actors, nonetheless, but still, they're. Ch- I mean, to get. Ah! Yeah, they I mean, were they're literally literally crapping themselves. I, I mean, and that's like just what they want, you know. And it also is just funny to me because it's not funny to me, but we've talked about it before in like the Back to the Future episode, Back to the Future Part Two, and um, a couple other episodes where. These practical effects, these stunts that people are doing, sometimes people actually get hurt on set. And so they take, you know, and depending on the scene, I mean, that's got to be a really hard, like, moral dilemma if you're sitting there and you're in post production and you're like, this is the best scene that we got because somebody actually did get hurt. I remember what you told me about Back to the Future. Yeah. So, anyways, that was something that was like, okay, this was a great shot. Nobody got hurt, but it was still. It just worked out. Yeah. Wow. Truth is stranger than fiction. So, well, and, and having talked about Back to the Future, I know you're the biggest fan. I know. T- to be honest, I, I like second and third movies of that, but I I actually like these two uh, prequels or yeah sequels. Jesus, English hard. I like these two sequels that I had never seen before better than those. Okay. As much as I like the Back to the Future movie, and I don't mean to, you know, I hope you don't. You're punching me with your eyes. No, oh, you don't care. No, I know. No, I know. I mean, I mean, and the thing is, I actually is like these two better. Than that me. says a lot about this franchise in general because, I mean, if you didn't, and, and obviously, I don't know and how both, dated both franchises are huge. Run, running through a jungle, I don't know how dated that could be. But you watched those the first time, and it didn't feel dated no, or exactly. like you know. And I still thought they were really good. And, 
And I love the Back to the Future movie, especially the first one. Just like with this one, the first one's the best, as you said. But I thought the second two didn't... They didn't seem as forced as the other Back to the Future movies, which is yeah. weird, because that story was told, I think, right off the bat or whatever. But yeah. they're all good. I just... It's weird to me that I, th- I like these better since I'd never seen them. I guess, and we didn't Maybe address I had no expectations. We didn't address it, and I and I should have done a little bit more research on this. But um, this is based on a Michael Creighton book, right. Jurassic Park, yep. and then The Lost World. There, there was two books that came out, I believe, two books. I think um, so, yeah. And so Steven Spielberg actually directed the first two, but he didn't direct the third one. Oh, it was really? somebody else at that point that they, they brought in. So it wasn't like Star Wars where it was just a debacle as far as keeping consistent. Yeah, and I mean, each one is kind of, it. they all tie together, right. but they're, own, they're really their own story. They have their own so. flavor, but they also, you, you get the feeling they're all part of the same yes, franchise. Yes, they're just the same universe, right. absolutely. Unlike the Star um, Wars movies, which kind of differentiated in the last <laughs> three. I mean, I don't know if I've ever heard people talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. What the Star Wars fan people base had, is toxic? People, I don't people know. People were criticizing that. That's weird. Yeah, they usually don't. <laughs> um, but so one of the other things I want to point out, obviously, um, Newman is in this, which is terrific. Yeah. Um, but I love the line that they have that the lawyer turns around and talks to the little boy about and says, you know, he's got those night vision goggles, and he goes, "Are they heavy?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Then they're expensive. Put them down." Talk about something that has aged poorly. That is not the case nowadays. Right. Is it, are they really super light? Yeah. yeah. Right. Then it's expensive. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. So it's just funny. I mean, people bring that up every once in a while, too. It's like a funny, like, just the change in technology in 1993 compared to now. is it like costs more because oh, so, lighter. Yeah. yeah right. So. Yeah. Um, anything else? I, I, and we're going to move pretty quick, but I, I want to just recognize, first of all, like I said, great movie. There's a lot of good, lot going on. There's a lot of great actors. The premise of it is is terrific. But I guess for the first movie, before we move on to the second one, is there anything else you wanted to specifically? Well, point there's out? just a few points I'd like to make quick. Like first of all, this one was produced by Kathleen Kennedy. That's right. I forgot that she Star was a part Wars. of that. Yep. Right. And, yep. and music by John Williams. That guy. Absolutely. Yes. I That's, mean, with Steven Spielberg. Thank you for bringing that up. Amazing. Yes. That guy has done some of the best movies yeah. of all time. He, yeah. yeah. And, and, it's, and, and it's, again, it just stands on its own, like that theme, this Jurassic Park theme. Right. Everybody knows the music, and that's the, he's had, always the one behind it. The talent of, like, one of those movies from that guy, you know? <laughs> Seriously. Like, just, like, figure out what a, you know. Oh, and he anyways. just does it every time. Um, the other One other thing, as much as I love the concept, even I question humans doing such stupid things that Jeff Goldblum's character keeps trying to point out from the beginning. A bit of a moral and ethical dilemma, as usual. Money is the bottom line. I right. Mean, that's that's kind of just a thought I had as I'm watching. Yeah. Um, I forgot that Samuel L. Jackson had a small role in this. Yeah, yeah. He, he <laughs> hold on to your butts. That's yeah. like a classic line. I mean, yeah. I, I there's so many good, when you start thinking about it, there's so many one-liners from this movie oh that you're just God. like, like I, I would, I would say like, I, Michaela just recently, I mean, within the last like three years, watched Jurassic Park. Like she had never seen it. Like me? And, oh, um, the first one. The first one, yeah. Oh, really? So, I had been saying and quoting different things from that. Like, I'd, I'd say something and be like, clever girl. Or, like, I, our, our dog that we had to put down a couple of years ago, I would joke about her being a velociraptor because she could open doors, you know. Right. Those types of things that, like, I would just 
take for granted in like what I want to teach my kids no, eventually. I had no idea what you're and about. she was just like, like I'm like, now you have a point of reference for why I'm like, Nikki was a Velociraptor. She opened up doors, and she was probably like, okay, Tom. Like now she might actually cool. laugh or just go. I've heard that so much, it doesn't mean yeah. anything to me anymore. Or when I'm like walking behind her and I go, clever girl, and right. she doesn't get creeped out anymore. <laughs> Wait, but she does. Wait, but now, she does. She, now she knows why she's creeped out. So just before of- she attacks me. In a non-sexual way. Yeah, I was gonna say we don't. We shouldn't talk about that on mic. So speaking of Velociraptors, I I still remember the kitchen scene with the kids. Yes. I mean that Absolutely. was an iconic scene that I will never forget. Just yes. just putting myself in their shoes and going, oh my god. Yeah. This, How do you get out of this? Oh my god. You, you know what it reminded so me real. of? As kind of just like a, a retrospect. It reminded me of that scene from. Um, did you ever see Deep Blue Sea with LL Cool J and where they have that like the shark movie? It's a killer shark movie. Right. There's I a know, scene I, where I know what it is. I just he's the cook and he's like in the. It's like a like basically an oil rig out in the middle it's of the ocean. It's a really good movie too. I thought it was good. People, there's people that hate it. It's like on those what? like rotten tomatoes. Humans criticizing. But anyways, that scene where there's surprise, a shark attacking him, and it's in the. It's actually in the kitchen because at that point the, the facility is flooded. It reminded me a lot of this scene. So. Oh was, right, yeah, and so. and to that. To that point, I actually wrote down the calm and before the storm effect in this movie. Was figuratively and literally, it's it's amazing how much that yes. happens in this, and it it happens over and over again. And the fact that the movie starts with an action scene, yes, right off the bat, it's yes. amazing. And well, then, and then it, and then it slows down, and then there's more buildup, and then ah, you know, it just keeps doing that, and, just fluctuating. And it's that crazy. goes back to my point that the pace, the pacing, is so well. Like it, it was just like. A master class on how to write a really good story. Action. Um, But from the beginning, what you're you're saying, though, that opening scene where the Velociraptor kills one of the handlers, they set the precedent from the very beginning. They have no control over these animals. They are are playing with things that they don't know how to do. And they're dinosaurs that... You know, became extinct because we couldn't exist together. So yeah. yeah, there's a concept there. And so I love that. Yeah, absolutely. That they're able to, you know, set the set the mood or set the not set the mood, but like like anticipation. Yeah, you've you've got this like, okay, we know, you know, we have a, a point of reference for what it's going to be like the rest of this movie and how right. little control the humans have. And to that end, I, I another I still get chills at a certain time watching that movie where I'm just getting goosebumps. And right. I mean, I don't get scared very, very easily because I'm a cynic and you know and all that stuff. But I, I mean, legitimate chills because like, holy crap, I can put myself in that situation and see it actually happening. And I think that you know, going back to that, like you said, like watching it, you know, you've seen it before. This was one of those movies, like, and I there, because of streaming and everything nowadays, it's it's not the same, like. I would equate it to like listening to music now compared to listening to it like on a VH or a cassette or a CD anymore. Or vinyl. Like you would, you would used to listen to the same thing or watch the same thing. And for me, this was one of those movies on VHS that I just we made brother and I were watching all that between this and the second one, right? Right. So it's like on VHS having that context of like. Part of the reason why it's such a good movie, because like I can remember every line, I can right. remember, you know, I remember specific things. I remember what happening, the little details, and like getting excited for like that point when the T Rex swoops in and kills the. And that you know. comes so, from repetition. Yeah, it's because, like it's like, like a 
like almost like a comfort food type right. of situation. Because like, like these Marvel movies, you have to watch them a few times to catch all the nuances and stuff. Yeah, but right. it seems like it's there's just such overkill and information overload now that we well, the don't have volume. time to do it. Yeah, right. The volume. Just, yeah. Whereas back then, you could watch the movie a few times and not feel like you're wasting your time, and and you really got into it. You started to understand yeah. the movie, and you and you memorize the lines and all that stuff. And, it doesn't happen as much anymore. And for my brother and I, who you know, let's say 12, I mean, 12 8 and twelve years old, or somewhere around the, that time frame, you know, we're watching these types of movies, and even the Star Wars movies when they came out. But we're watching, you know, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, and it's. It's just enough horror or just enough blood, but it's not like it, it really is a kids movie. It doesn't freak like you it's out. it's such a good like like as a parent lot. you can like confidently let your kid watch this and not be like yeah well the guy got eaten off the toilet but it, right. it's okay like it's not it's not but in your face as a kid you're like that guy died yeah. like he definitely died right. there's no like, doubt there, he's coming you know back. Yeah. or like his arm is hanging out of the tooth like that like. And it, and it was just like that reaction of like, but it was so like out of this world that you like it made it it made it more like bearable. Like it wasn't a guy stabbing another guy. It was this larger than life monster, which did exist that from way. our nightmares, right? Who did exist? They don't anymore. I mean, my my daughter and I actually she she watched all three movies with me. Really? And I think that she because of the way she's, she's only four now. Three, yeah. Three. So I think that with the way that her mind's working right now, like I think that she legitimately feels like dinosaurs exist, but like they're like lions in Africa or something. Like right. they just don't exist see. around here. Right. So like that is kind of I guess what I'm getting at is like they did a good job of not making it a you know. Um, when I wake up tomorrow, I'm gonna have a dinosaur in my face. Well, not yeah, it or like. Like, I never had a nightmare because of this movie. I'm right, sure some people right. did, but I guess what I'm saying, it's not like a slasher horror movie where somebody's guts are coming out or something. And, but you know? yet it was it was believable where you could understand why somebody had nightmares, but not so much that you got the nightmares for, yeah. for the most part. Right? Like, they, they towed that line well. And I think that they, because I think it was a PG-13 rating. I, I think this was one of those movies it wasn't R, that they think. created for that, you know, they, they had to create line. a subgenre because it was pg and then I think it was R, and then they created PG-13 right, right around, right around this around time. time yeah. So it was like basically Steven Spielberg or somebody got a hold of the, the ratings board and was like, hey, listen, like you can't like have a jump from There's a huge you know, Disney princesses and you know right. softcore porn. Like there's got to right. be an in-between. Right. And so I don't know. And, so anyways. And a lot of the points we just covered in the last 10, 15 minutes – Cover the whole the whole franchise. Yeah, right. So absolutely. We won't necessarily need to repeat these points in, in the second and third of the, or the next episode where we cover the world movies. But the other thing is going from how it used to be to now. I wrote down there's no end credit scenes. I was like, yeah. I, I went through. A, yeah. I just found myself watching. Yeah. Hey moron, this movie's twenty five years old. You're not gonna find incredible. It was just no. it was just weird to catch myself doing it and going, Oh, what am I doing? And I really wonder how much of a plan they actually had, you know, to to 'cause I 'cause you know, they brought back Alan Grant for the third one. They brought back um, Right, but I don't know that Malcolm for the, the second place. one. You're right, exactly. Um uh, what's his name? 
Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of the face so, of the franchise at first, yeah. So I guess any before again, I don't want to I don't want to rush you through, but I no. I'd like to talk about the second one if you got anything yeah. else on the first this one. This kind of leads into those, yeah. Okay. So the second one I I think that I think the biggest issue that people have with it is it does feel a lot more disjointed. I mean, if you look at the story as a it wasn't whole, written all together. It it's it's really like almost like three different individual movies within right. one movie. I mean, you've got the whole situation with them, you know, going there in the first place and then, you know, getting attacked. And then you have a, the situation where they all come together and they're kind of working together to try to survive. And then you have this whole, you know, Godzilla type situation of he's loose in San Diego. And so. Yeah. I think that you've got like it's kind of it feels like they were like we really like all these different ideas, but we got to make a way to to finish. I mean, because if you notice, like in that third, you know, what I would call like the third scene, where they're in San Diego and the di- they got to get the dinosaur back on the boat. This is the second movie. Vince Vaughn is Jurassic Park Two: The Lost World. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven really was it that? Yeah. Okay, it was still so, four years apart. Though. So I was seven when that movie came out, and yeah. I distinctly remember four getting the VHS. What? Oh yeah, yeah, right. Like the Star right. Wars movies. I mean, there was that big of a gap. Between yes, them. and so right, they they didn't necessarily have the plans to do it, but it was right. a, such a success. Right. But I guess I distinctly remember the VHS copy that we had. It was like. The Jurassic Park logo and whatever on it for the Lost World, but it was like this because they used to do all this cheesy stuff, and really, it's cool stuff that I wish they'd come back and do more. Right. Of. But it was a holographic card, so you it was like a like the the VHS tape was in there, but then there was like a slip for this oh, like yeah. oversized baseball card of the Lost World logo, and then like. But it was it was Holograph. one of those hol- it was that holographic, but it, I forget what they call it. But like you moved it, and then the T Rex came through. Right. Over, yeah. So I I don't even like think three dimensional. Yeah, it was like a it was like a, a you know you, anyways. But it looked like a holograph. But yeah. Actually, but I distinctly remember that because I had that case. You know, I was right. watching it constantly. Okay, yeah, and just every time, I mean, it's kind of like watching Titanic and hoping that you know Jack survives somehow, or like watching whatever like. I still find myself, and I know that it's not going to happen. It's a movie that's been out for two decades, but I I want to well, more than two decades at this right. point. Wait. I I want I want like the scene where the guy like who he's he's trying to help them get off the cliff. Like I want him to survive. Like I'm right. like he's gonna he's gonna pull through this time. You know, like, like Back to the Future. <laughs> I don't know that he's going to make it. He's not going to get to 88 miles an hour this time. I, we, we said that in that episode. I, you still, it still intrigues you and, and gets to you that much. You're like, I don't think he's going to make it this time. I've seen it 20 times. And I think that's what makes such a good movie is that you have that anticipation. Right. You, even though you know what's going to happen. Your adrenaline and testosterone still build up while like, you're watching it. Like I said, it's almost... And I don't know if the best comparison is a is like comfort food. But it's like something that you know intimately well... But you still just enjoy. It's the satisfaction of them actually being successful that comes back to you still. And I've heard that about, this is going to be a weird jump, literally. Like skydiving. Yeah. If you do that enough times, the fear kind of starts to go away. But that high that you get from landing on the ground remains. Yeah. It's along those lines. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an analogy, but Um, quite a jump. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I I just 
I I did enjoy this. I think that Jeff Goldblum's always great. Right. And I think that I, he. I wrote you know, a note. He's a really good actor. He clearly he's such a good actor. He clearly led this movie and brought it, you know, to a point that I don't think that, you know, obviously, um, they. You know, with uh, what's his face coming back for the third one, like he 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 did a good job. But I think that this movie definitely, and you get Jeff Goldblum. You know, I mean, think about this for a second. Jeff Goldblum played in Jurassic Park, and then right after that, Independence Day, and then right after that, and I'm sure I'm missing a lot of movies. But so he's been in like three blockbuster movie. movies by that by this time. And so he plays a similar role, but he sells it. Yeah, I, you let, his character can be like in this movie. He was kind of arrogant, kind of a rock star, kind of scientist, which is kind of in the first yeah. movie. But I feel like oh, he right. had a he had kind of like more a, down to earth and yeah. and 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 if you Sick. notice, and I'm sure that they'll address this. You didn't see the latest Jurassic World yet, did no, you? No, that's the only one. I'm I sure they'll address this a little bit more. But if you notice, each one of the characters, especially the characters who were arrogant like that, they had this like come to Jesus like grounding reality where they're like no. Like you don't understand. We're people people. died. Like yeah, you, right. you cannot go back to this island. Then they go back happen. to it six times. Well, like um, being in, like like in warfare. Yeah, exactly. Know? And so that's his whole point at the beginning of this movie is like, no, 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 no. Like you can't go back. Like you would not. You can't pay me enough. Like it's PTSD. Like yeah. guys that were in the military who went through like Vietnam vets and stuff. That they don't even want to talk about it. Right. Like it's just. No, what I saw was horrible things that no human being should see. Yeah, and and these creatures are uh, just beyond your control. Like you have right. this like fantasy that you can, gems. you know. And I and I feel like they really didn't capture that until you get to and, and time jumping ahead, but to the second and I I I really like the second Jurassic World movie, and we're going to be talking about those. I actually haven't seen. Them but like that, yeah. that second movie really captures the idea of. You can't like they—they they are just literally running free. But anyways, right? Um. So that with that second movie though, it—it it was just so it was compelling in different ways because it was like, okay, how do we make this interesting? We—we—they're not breaking out, you know. They're not caged anymore. They're literally living, you know. And, and it's funny the different things that they bring up about how like. Oh, I thought that they were going to die off because you didn't give them the certain vitamin or whatever, and it's like, no, they they figured out a way to live. Yeah, like, gee, you know, they they and they bred, and then they they you know <laughs> did all these things and way more than we ever thought they would. So it's it's just so cool to see that progression of of the that movie, you know, in in this franchise. Right, and I, I mean, for, first of all, kind of off subject, Vince Vaughn was in this. I didn't even realize. I that. forgot about that. Julianne Moore. I mean, those are yeah. pretty big names that people. So, uh, once again, you got a pretty good cast going on. Um, along the lines of what we're talking about, I, I can't figure out if that old man, the owner John, is just an eccentric and too excited to consider the negatives about this huge money making thing or this thing he's introducing to the world. You know. Or if he's just greedy and thus ignorant and potentially evil as a result. I, There's a fine line that, that yeah. he's good at making that character make you go back and forth. So they bring it up that John Hammond, that whole spared no expense. That's another iconic line, right? right? right. So I don't, I mean, I didn't get the feeling in the first two movies because I think the actor who played him was dead by the third one. I think you're right. Um, but I didn't get the feeling in those two movies that he was... 
he was trying to be this greedy, right? You know, but, um, but having said that, it's a it's like a byproduct, right? The, the what is what is the old he's saying? Trying to introduce the, this the thing road, the, world. the road to hell is paved in good right, with good, good intentions. So yeah. I think that that was kind of the whole situation where he wanted to make it affordable for everybody. He wanted to have this experience to introduce and this thing to have these kids see this and all this, but it just. But once again, his had, own desires and greed put were before this, and he had such. Just ideals that didn't didn't make sense. Well, he know? wasn't he wasn't thinking about you know safety first. Unless like my retired buddy used to say, safety first. Unless you're in a hurry, he was in a hurry. Right. Speaking of that, oh yeah. my god, oh my god, we got a we got a dinosaur attack. Anyways, sorry, yeah. I I couldn't I couldn't not do this on the mic, especially after we what we just talked about. So, anyways, John Hammond's green. It's a, it's a T Rex. Um, but still to this day, um, this, and I'm, I'm, you know, got a face for podcasting. Um, this is one of my favorite, uh, action figures that I got well, like back right. in 19, whatever. So, you know, the, in, 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 in terms of my favorite, and we'll talk about, you know, the third one in a minute, my favorite is still, my favorite dinosaur is still the Velociraptor. I don't know what it is for you, but for me, that's like, that's just the pinnacle, like, the idea of them like working together and being so smart, oh, right? Like, the like working in packs and like you know communicating. You know, in the third one, they talk about communication. And then you actually, yeah, you, you started to see that more and more as the movies developed, just how smart those animals were. And I, yeah, and that's based on reality. Yeah, I mean, I, they traveled in packs, but they knew how to work together. They communicated with each other. I mean, they were very intelligent creatures. Right, right. They were. That's yeah. fascinating. Actually. Um, and, and terrorizing. <laughs> Well, that's and I, and I have. There's another, you know, like I said, a couple really great lines from the third movie. But be, again, I want to give you a chance to. Is there anything else we didn't cover? I mean, the whole idea of the T Rex running around San Diego that was a little much for me. Well, but. and that's that's kind of where like what a weird transition. First of all, fr- flying from off the island to just being at San Diego Zoo. I thought that like they just are there all of a sudden, and yeah. all of a sudden this dinosaur that they. And that, that's kind of the whole premise. How did he kill all the people on the on the that, ship? Right. I mean, like, there was like a big he... gap there. And, and and just, I mean, the whole idea that this guy wanted to bring a dinosaur to mainland where people were, I mean, that was like, it kind of defeated the whole purpose of having this isolated island where you, I mean, this guy, that's where greed is taken over. And So was that a, supposed to be safety. John Hammond's son? I think so. Cause I, cause there was a Some line, there was a line that Malcolm has in there about like, like talent skips a generation. So your kids will be great or something. Right. He makes some comment like that. And I didn't know if he was trying to say like that Malcolm or uh, that John Hammond's son, that was John Hammond's son. And like this whole like weird, like diss about generations. Or if he was right. just saying like, oh, your kids will be great because you're a, a shithole. Right. right. I don't know what that and, was. And they yeah. never really explained it. And maybe if maybe if I would have paid attention more, there would have been a more... I don't know that you know. there was, though, because I, I wrote down the same kind of questions. And it, it just... There was a weird gap that way. And, I mean, just all of a sudden you're from the island in here, and then all this, you know, like you said, Godzilla's attacking everything. It was still really good, but it was a little bit more unbelievable than the first yeah. one. Because I'm not sure that that would have been allowed to happen. Right. Um... I guess I wrote just another... First of all, baby velociraptors are almost as scary as the full-size ones. I mean, these suckers are smart right out of the womb. Are you talking about baby velociraptors or baby T-Rex? 
No, velociraptors. Oh. Because they're just so smart. And yeah. they pick up so quickly and they, you know, are intuitive and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I just wrote that down. Um, that, just some other cynical questions, I guess, basically, like... How does Sarah know how to load a tranquilizer? <laughs> I just wrote down some of these things. Like, <laughs> some of the stuff was a little, like, really, how do these people just... Yeah. And I know they say in a panic situation, you, you realize what you're capable of when you might not ever have that. But yeah, it just, it, like, no way on any earth would they just take the baby T-Rex out the door of the camper where the head of the full-grown parent is five feet away right. of, a, of an animal that size. I mean, they just snuck away with it. I mean, it seemed a little hard to believe. And the other thing about that is, is like, going into the third movie, you know, they basically replayed that with the eggs, the Velociraptor eggs, where they're like, oh, they're not attacking you because you have the eggs. Right. Like, that was kind of their whole premise is, like, they got your baby, so you're not going to attack them, which I just don't... I don't know that it's a I... It's hard to believe. Like, yeah, I mean, are they smart enough to go, well, I don't I mean, want to Let's go eggs, test so. this theory with a baby lion and see right. what happens. You know? Right. And I mean, like, like the animal's going to go, you know what, they have the egg, so I'm not going to harm them until they let go of the egg. I, I don't know that that yeah. wild animal has that instinct. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, the, the, I had just... It was a really good movie. Yeah. But I have a lot more cynical questions. I have rewatched that movie so many times. That one in particular. The first two, really. So the third one, I've watched a lot, but not... I mean, in terms of, like, how many times I've watched it compared to other movies, it's probably been a lot. But compared to the first two, I think that I've watched that one the least. That's how Star Wars kind of is for me. Yeah. The the newer the movies, well, that's not true, because the middle three are the oldest, so... The... The middle through movies I've watched the most, but Return I hadn't watched as much as Empire, oh, yeah. as Star Wars, and then right. the other ones kind of just fade. As they right. Get, yeah. And newer, it, you know? But but kind of leading into that for the third movie, like, I think getting, like I said, getting back, you know, the, uh, a key actor, two two of the key actors, actor, actor and actresses from the original movie, I think that was really important for this franchise like i think they had to get those actors and actresses back before they even thought about creating this movie right um but what i liked that was different about this movie compared to jurassic park 3 they called it jurassic park 3 2001 yeah so so think about that timeline so 1999 phantom Menace comes out 2001 so you've got this like really you know again just I think that pretty much from the mid-90s to the mid-2000s, they were trying so desperately to have these, like, summer blockbuster movies, right. you know. Are, they became iconic, but yeah. And I think, I think I even remember, you know, the Jurassic Park 3, you know, marketing leading up to the movie even. Like, I, I vaguely remember that. I remember, you know, certain aspects of that. And Fast food joints and everything. Yeah, the, like the, the cups from, you know... Um, like uh, Burger King or whatever. Right. So, but the third movie, it just, if it really to me, and I know that there was a buildup, but for whatever reason, I always viewed that movie as like a nonstop action movie. Like I know there's a buildup, but literally as soon as they land on the Island from the time they leave, it's like they're they're running through the and and I know it's it's kind of like a, and that's what I've heard the complaint about this now sixth movie Jurassic World that 
how many times can you run through the forest and the dinosaur chasing you? Well, they're trying to one-up themselves, but it's hard to do with and the that, concept. And that's what I think is, is, is you're exactly right. They introduced a new big bad, the, the Spinosaurus. Um, they showed different, um, a couple different uh, animals that they didn't show in the first two movies. And even in the second movie, they showed... You know, they they showed a Stegosaurus. They never showed that in the first movie. You know, no, all these no, different not, these different characters. And they they talk about like the like really what the second movie does. The second and third movie is builds that lore of engine and this company, this like like really greedy. You know, throw caution to the wind company where you didn't really even in the from the first movie you didn't understand the full extent of what they were doing. And how they were experimenting, and what other creatures they were trying to bring back. Right, and what you know, evil will happen as a result. I mean, you you think about like the Spinosaurus was just an entirely different species of animal that just existed on its own without any like theme park or anything, like just in the lab. Like right. that's a crazy concept. Yeah, the, but this that entire never movie, you know, it didn't even they didn't even see it in the second movie, which again, you know leaps in logic and everything else that kind of goes along with that but yeah that that third movie i think just like kind of pushed that and, and they really they do it again in in dress world movies but just push that idea that in gen was doing some shady shit behind the scenes and yeah. continued to do it throughout those movies. like the evil empire basically i mean yeah, yeah that they were they were trying to create something and you know play play god like um malcolm talks about you know and his whole chaos theory which i love i love that that's like who brings a you know chaos theory person to evaluate your theme park right and that, i don't know but a lot of what i wrote down is along those lines too yeah like how have they not learned to get away from a dinosaur like, well just get away get away you see and, one get away and I, you, I, no matter what you're trying to do when you're there so so what I, I i saw something that was like a reddit post or whatever and it's like what i've learned from the jurassic park movies one, don't build a theme park to that has dangerous animals. Problem Two, solved. don't go back to an island where dangerous animals live. Three, don't go back to a different island where the same animals are and try to steal one of their eggs. Jurassic World, don't build another theme park right. that people don't are going to get killed at. Don't keep ramming your head no. into a brick wall and expect different results. No, and then the, and then the second Jurassic World, don't try to take animals from said island and bring them back to. You know, so it it, it wait, is kind of wait. A, <laughs> Maybe I knew that before any of that happened because I'm not a total idiot. It is kind of a tired concept, and I will give it that. And that's that's what I think that kind of killed the ratings of this latest one. And I think it probably didn't do that well then. Huh? Yeah, and and I guess this and even the new Thor movie. And there's been a couple that kind of just haven't. Which even you and I obviously have different opinions than a lot of you know critics right. talk about. But but I guess that being said. You can you can see where that fatigue of the same concept is kind of well, especially because, like you said, they have to one up themselves. So it's got it's becoming more and more unbelievable. And like that's a pretty smart, capable kid. And I'm not saying kids aren't you know capable, of, but that kid survived by himself. Yeah, on Dinosaur Island, all by himself. I mean, what did they never say? having eight weeks? And he had no skills along those lines before that. But to survive when everybody else is dying within seconds. Yeah, I and mean, that's a smart kid. Yes, man. So yeah, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the the kid, the best thing that he probably just stumbled upon that you know building and was able to be like, okay, how am I going to do this? But yeah, you're right. I mean, Seems a how old was he? Fest, but... You know, 
How did it was how a really little? Pee. I want to see just a, a YouTube video of how he got that dinosaur pee. Yeah, nowadays you know he'd, the, he'd, be, he'd be filming it the whole thing if his phone worked. <laughs> well, what what I'm saying is like I want to see like a feature length like like that quality of like making a movie, but like right. an episode where it's like, and this is how I got T Rex pee. Right. You know. It's yeah. I can't get there myself, so I need to see it being done. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So. Yes. Um, uh, I mean. I like the character ability. I think he's a good foil for um, Dr. Grant. I think he's right. he's a like like uh, he talks about in the movie, you know, there's some kids that grow up wanting to, wanting to be, you know, look look through a telescope and there's some people some kids that grow up and want to be an astronaut. And, you know, that that's the difference in like the so the the theology or the, the like uh, you know, I don't know. I I would like to see that character of Billy come back, and I don't know that he ever will. But he was he was a good. I knew like he, he played, was alive though. I swear to God. Oh, you did. He, I just I had that feeling like there's no way that guy dies that way. Well, that soon. And it just knew he was alive. And it's interesting too because in all the other movies, like the carnage, like the in terms of amount of people who died. Right. This one, it really is just those three mercenaries, which. Again, huge character. Like, right. come on! Like the right. guy, the guy who was blowing up, you know, planes on the tarmac in he the didn't scene know before. Better. He yeah. like, and also like, what are these creatures bulletproof? Like, even in in the right. second, like in the third, in the first movie, they don't really get a clean shot on any of the dinosaurs, right. and I'll give them that. But like, come on! I mean, they're like firing like, like. You know, and, and I don't know what rounds they're using, but give me a break. As a hunter, like, I got to imagine that he's at least going to flinch when he gets shot at. Like, they're not armor-plated. Right. They're still flesh. I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of that stuff, like you said, it's just about one-upping themselves. Uh, William H. Macy was in this movie. That's yes. something to The mention. guy who I always go back to, the evil clown character from Air Bud. <laughs> that's it. I know that he's been in way more movies well, than that. In, that, that. That's just who I think of as like for whatever reason. That's he was like in the, the motorcycle movie with John Travolta and Wild Hogs. Yeah, right. Which is kind of a, it's funny, but kind of they're a bunch of. Oh, I'm not talking about man. that. I'm talking about the guy who was the other hired hired hand. Then we're talking about two different actors. Oh, the, right. There were two big guys. Jake, but Macy's a huge name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And I, speaking of him. How how did he, the dinosaur doctor, not know to call the raptors for help? That that's something I wrote down. I mean, oh. it, 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 and then I wrote down a bathroom tile specialist. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, a bathroom, a bathroom tile specialist had to tell him to do that. This this guy's an expert on dinosaurs, and yeah. he didn't think of that. It's just that that seemed kind of peculiar. To well, me, you know? what I thought was interesting too is that whole how they explored. Where they were talking about like the cutting edge of technology and all this other stuff, right? And essentially, I know that they called it a CNC machine. That was a three D printer. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's really what it, it was an early, you know, nineteen or two thousand three three right. D printer. But that's it was a three D printer too. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, they took cool, yeah. what the way what he described was he took a scan of a something and put it into the computer, and, and then made something it. made it. That's a 3D printer. Right. And that, I mean, that, yeah, that was kind of like. I mean, I think that what it was, he was talking about layers and everything. I don't know. So it was just cool that, you know, because they kind of go back and forth with these, like, 
totems, so to speak, where it's like, you know, the vocal cords or the vocal cavity of a, of a velociraptor. And then you have like, he talks about how, you know, he used to have a velociraptor claw, you know, in the first movie he had that and he drops it, you know, down the tree, you know, when they're sitting there in the brachiosaurus and all that kind of stuff. And then he says to the kid, you know, I used to have one of those. And he's like, oh yeah, this one's brand new. You know, like, so it's just kind of like those types of like interesting like callbacks and like, like it it didn't feel like it was super like nostalgia heavy, but that was, again, when we talk about the sixth movie at this point, Jurassic World Dominion, that is what I hear is what the, the people that I talked to, they were like, yeah, it's. Like a lot of that, like trying to like do one liners to reference. Well, and big named actors. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I mean, you get the three, together. you know, right. the 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 iconic three back together. Right. So yeah, it was just, which he was. Yeah, anyways, we'll, like we'll, a reunion. We will talk about those movies later. Right. But. It, yeah, but it's like a reunion. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I just have a little more like, why is there always only one or two or three people that are actually trustworthy in these movies? All the rest of yeah. them, their own agenda. Um, yeah. how have how have they not learned on either island to run out to not run out into open spaces open spaces without being extremely careful, especially when there are really smart velociraptors running yeah. around that they've learned now are super intelligent creatures and team right. up and I mean Get out of the tall grass. Right. Get out of the tall grass. <laughs> run into open spaces, you idiots. Know, I mean I, yeah. And then why aren't they more worried about the pterodactyls flying away from the island after what they just went through at the end of the movie? Well, and I and I think that at that point they just were like, we just want to leave. Like, we, we don't, don't care. care. We'll deal yeah. with that later, I guess. But it's, I mean, they're like, oh, it's so majestic. Like, no. Well, they in the first movie, I thought that's what they were trying to show, but those were pelicans. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that in the first movie. <laughs> they have like it. pelicans that like looked like dinosaurs, but I'm like. Are they trying trying to say these are like pterodactyls? Right. Like, getting which is interesting though because they did that. It took them that long. It took them to the third movie to be like, we do have pterodactyls. You know? Yeah. Right. I don't know. So flying creatures. Which, which makes you think. Ugh. Well, that if they're flying away though. Yeah. They're yeah. Not Wait just, a second. Right. Maybe they're gonna land like the like the. They're gonna pick somebody did. off of that. Uh, you know. Uh, big battleship you got that waiting for your helicopter to land right, on in the middle of the war yeah oh japan or russia just won because the philosophers well and yeah, again pre you know kind of Turn foreshadowing up. but they are talk. they do talk about that and touch base on that in the first Jurassic world movie so about using them in war oh right so, of yeah. course they, yeah right so um that always comes up to one it. last thing i want to talk about is just i think recent somewhat recently you know they obviously talked about how or you've probably heard that they they talked about um, that dinosaurs probably had um, feathers. I think you, I don't, yeah, you've probably yeah, heard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess some of them, at least. Some, yeah, some of them. And I guess there's actually a theory out there that the T Rex had short arms, like he did, not because they just were like useless short arms, right. but they like if you look at the skeletal structure of like a uh, ostrich, there was a purpose to it. He could have had like giant wings. Like think about and like maybe not flying, probably not flying based on his legs, but like think about something that big 
that had like wings like, like an ostrich. Well, or like a turkey. I mean, there's yeah, like a, a, a turkey. Yeah, they don't fly. Yeah, but they have wings. Yeah, and turkey turkeys do fly, but still, right. The they point is, they don't fly far. Right, they just right. go up to roost. But the point is, like that makes for whatever reason right. that make it like it's an effing dragon. Right. Like it's right. a dragon <laughs> because the short arms don't really make sense otherwise. Yeah, why? Like, why do they like have arms? They were at all? they were they were pointed backwards compared to what we think they were, right. and they were wings. And why? Because why would they have them at all if they're that useless? Yeah. So there had to be another purpose they were serving, and yet evolution caused them to just be these appendages. That yeah. And I mean, I don't because they couldn't even reach their mouths no. with those hands. No. So, so I, there had yeah, to be there was there's a theory which. It's crazy because you never you'll never really know. Like no. you know, it's kind of one of those weird, like almost like on the lines of like aliens, and, and, but even like oh, more I think we're grounded. Closer you to know? finding out that aliens might be real than we are. Right. Well, they're so far detached. Yeah, that's but, true. But having said that, they are finding new uh, species or families of dinosaurs all the time. Well, they they are even talking eggs. about like. Things that they've dug up in like the Arctic that's been preserved really well. There's parts like, of the world that are so undiscovered. Cloning, here. cloning certain animals, which then it's like, oh, it's becoming we, real. What? Like, we, no, there's a whole movie franchise <laughs> about why that's a bad idea, guys. Like, let's be that. Like, Go talk just to get, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah you know, you, you you guys were so concerned about if you could do it, you didn't stop and think if you should right so right that was my that best was, jeff goldblum good, actually. i knew what we were doing life um uh finds a way so <laughs> well that's beautiful anyways on that <laughs> note I mean, that's a great way to end it um just really quick some of the things that we've been doing or that we've had going on in our you know personal lives that kind of prevented us from doing more episodes in the last month or two um i went on vacation with my wife to we talked about going to we we went to disney world so yeah. probably talk about that a little bit more fun. in the future there's a lot of a lot of fun went to epcot and hollywood studios um had a family reunion i mean just regular summer stuff you went to star Mickey, wars again yeah we, we, at hollywood or at hollywood studios yep they have Galaxy's Edge there, right. so went and got you know got to get my fill of living Galaxy in the far far away. I didn't spring for the uh, you know um, that it's at that park that the um, cruise the Star oh, Wars right. cruise and then you like do a expedition shore to the Galaxy's Edge. You know that's one of oh, the really? stops on their cruise. Okay. So I we didn't spring for the you know thousand dollars a person per night. Yeah. Price, you know, understand. But if anybody wants to fund a trip for me and Mickey, yeah, please, Mickey please. and I, yeah, whoever, however you want to put it, <laughs> we are drinking out of the nice little thing. Yes, from the, the saloon from the first. So we, if you remember, my wife and I and and daughter and my mom actually went to Disneyland a couple like last year, and we did not we did not have the chance to go to what they call Oga's Cantina, which is like a Star Wars... It's not even a Star Wars-themed bar. I Like, that's underselling it. It's... You're in a Star Wars bar. And even the bartenders, as you've told me... In character. Full character. Yes. Don't break character unless you're talking um, about stuff not related to Star Wars. An example of that is instead of saying, you know, good morning or, hey, how are you? Their greeting in-world is Bright Suns Traveler. 
That's what they, that's what they say. So that's like, that's like their thing that they say. So, so that's like when I posted my pictures from that, I'm like, Bright Sun's Traveler. Yeah, because I didn't catch that. Like, oh, that's, that's (laughs) You're just like, Tom's having a stroke again. (laughs) (laughs) Why why is he changing the way he talks? Switched his heart medicine. (laughs) So. He didn't travel that far away that he needs to change the way he dresses people. Um, But yes, what Mickey was saying is, so at the, at that uh, bar, at that uh, cantina, I, uh, I picked up a, flight uh beer flight of uh raincore teeth it's like four individual teeth and like a little like fake wood holder for them so it's a you know just another unique thing that you can't get anywhere else a different way Um, to drink baby what what something he did tell me though is this so i'm gonna have vanna white hold my uh hold these for me for a second here can i be vanna white yes so hold those two and as i fumble there we go. Um, this is actually a first edition oh, of this. So I guess yeah. the way that the bartender described it to me is, you know, they'll have something else eventually, but this one, once they sell That's out of these, they'll have they'll have something you know, a little bit different or or change it up or you know I don't know what the what that'll be. But like I, I series almost. I was eyeing this before we even went, and I'm like, there's no way I'm not gonna you know spend the money on it, but. My wife convinced me, so... Yeah, your wife gave me the go-ahead. Hell yeah, you yeah. do. What and the thing is, it might be a limited edition because how many people actually spent their money on something like that? Well, it's, yeah, exactly. And then also when you start looking at those types of souvenirs, this is something that you you can't just go online and buy it like from Probably Disney's not. website. Right. So you have to pay for it. You have to fly to Florida. You have to right. pay for a ticket. You have to get in the park. You have to then get into the. So yes, there's a little and bit. How many like, people? Yeah, are gonna of all the things stacks on top. Not gonna of buy that. So I mean, yeah, they're not gonna be that many people. But when it's all said and done, that have one of these. So yeah. So might be worth something someday. Right. It probably is already. I could probably, anyways. Oh, yeah. Um. So that that's what I was doing, Mickey. What were I know you went on a on a road trip. Right? Yeah, we so, were holiday road. We were Griswolding it. We went to Port or uh, Oregon, Idaho. Washington and North Dakota. Those were, I mean, there was a lot of driving because it's takes and you a lot drove of the whole way. Like you yeah. didn't fly to a state nope. and then drive. Okay, two vehicles, our own vehicles, and I mean, the last four days it was mostly driving. There wasn't a lot to see between the, the Dakotas or like Idaho. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, there's just not that much to see that we yeah. hadn't already seen. And by the end of the trip, you're like, all right. So, but it was home. 500 miles a day the last four. Days. Holy yeah, right. So we're God. just driving. How many hours did that come out to? Uh, it's eight or nine hours a day. You're driving, God. just driving. And I can have a point of reference for that because it was nine hours. And trust me, I know from Kansas to, from where I lived in Kansas to, uh, Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And we did so. that. I mean, but we came back from a good vacation. It was, you know, so that, I mean, that's the whining part of it, but we got to see, uh, Mount Rainier. I mean, I saw Crater Lake. I mean, I saw some amazing things, something like the biggest, buffalo in the world you know just a big you know plastered oh like thing. a like a side yeah it wasn't yeah, actual but we did see live buffalo and we saw live antelope and elk and all that stuff and and we saw wild horses wow i mean there was so much cool stuff that i can't even remember it's just speaking of life finding a way i mean the fact that horses are not native to north america right blows my mind that right. you then saw and then wild there's, horses. they're wild ones yeah right you know that's like, insane i mean i think they're genera- generationally wild. Like, I think they were captive or used 
for whatever reason. But mm. but then their you know their offspring eventually became wild and yeah. they just run around. So I mean they right. became viral at some point. But... So almost like they can survive without our help. Yeah, like you know a lot of species. Huh. It's almost like, like they maybe we it make out. it worse for them. No, no, we make everything better. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> pump up my ego. Right, bit. humans are great. Um, but yeah, I think that's. That's really just wanted to kind of fill in some of the fun, you know, pop culture type stuff that we've were been doing. And, yeah, we're yeah. excited to see each other because we haven't seen each other for a yeah. while. So hopefully you're excited to hear our excitement about all that we've talked about. Absolutely. And there's so, more to come. Yes, we, we definitely, we have plenty of a backlog in terms of oh episode God. ideas. We definitely are not going to run out anytime yeah, we, soon. we got to watch a lot of the stuff so, first. Yes, yeah, that's that's the tricky part is how do we, how do we catch up in a strategic way and also... Have get jobs. episodes out and also have jobs and also have relationships with other people and also <laughs> lives, you know, like I said, go to the bathroom, um, <laughs> which nowadays you can up. just watch TV in the bathroom, but right. Um, I'll just buy new pants. Okay. I'm making it gross now. <laughs> they make diapers. <laughs> That's true. I'm getting to that age. Well, oh my God. I, I'm very familiar with diapers right now, Mickey, if you didn't know. Like, I, I, I work with them. Of your very, yes, yes. Oh, okay, good. Yes, absolutely. I was afraid you were telling me something else. No. Because no. you guys have had some bad luck the last few years. I'm glad that's not working. Yeah, well, my bladder's still kicking. So, so on that, still strong. On that perfectly timed note. Getting old is mandatory. But growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of creepy person do you have at the end of your show now?